0: Warning, the following podcast contains some real shit. Deep, crazy, weird, occasionally sexy, real shit. So, don't bring your kids and use headphones. Or don't. Do you, boo. Okay, love you, bye. Hi, my name is Nick Cooper and this is Blowin' Smoke Podcast. Thank you so much for coming and giving a listen to what may seem like just another podcast that talks about life. And honestly, you may be right, but you could also be wrong. And as the show develops, and the longer that I do this, depending on which path it takes or, you know, just whatever happens, um, I'm hoping that this will reach people from, you know, all over the state, all over the country, all over the world, in hopes that this will bring different people, different opinions and viewpoints of life, and the stories behind the people that live them, okay? So, of course, with every new show, podcast, people, all, you know, always want to know, okay, why you? Why this show? What really makes you any fucking different from anybody else? Honestly, the it's a good question to ask. It really is, because there are so many really, really good podcasts out there, amazing shows, and, I'll, you know, I'll give a lot of recommendations over time, but to be honest, you know, a reason why to listen to this, and there probably are a lot of different shows. I know a handful of them that will be similar to this, but I've lived a lot of life. You know, I'm almost 30 years old. I've done a lot of things, I've seen a lot of things. I have so much more ahead of me to learn and see. That's just life, as we all do, to be honest. But if there is one thing that does remain true, no matter what, no matter where you are, no matter what you do, is that everyone has a story. You know, this could be an origin story, happy stories, painful stories, any sort of stories about their life that we may not know or we may have heard of before, but even though you have heard it, maybe somebody else hasn't. This is just as much for me as it is for you. And I already have a lot of guests lined up and some I've already recorded with, um... And the whole point of this show is to talk about anything and everything. The main point is nothing is off the table. And I think it's really important to bring that up because especially, you know, as myself, you know, I identify as a man and men in general, I think, um, along with other people. But the longer I've lived life, I've realized that, you know, as a man, we do have a tendency to have a problem talking about personal things unless it's like a really special setting or not at all. You know, which really kind of stems back to a lot of issues that we have in the world anyways, but people as a whole, there are certain topics that we find really uncomfortable to talk about or we're just like, oh, shit, I uh, don't want to talk about that around somebody could make, you know, a problem, could make an issue. Here, I want to make sure that everything that might be uncomfortable, everything that's a little bit weird to openly talk about, I want to talk about it. Absolutely everything. Um, and I'm really excited about that. So again, going back to, I want to listen to everybody's story because no matter where you go in the world, okay, there could be any sort of topic. Someone's going to have a story about it somewhere, you know, and I want to hear it. I want to hear these stories. I want to tell my stories. I have a lot of stories to tell, but I want to hear more. I like, I really like hearing them. So all this to say, I want to make something very, very clear for everyone listening so that everyone can understand no matter who you are, what your race is, your sexuality, your background, what you identify as, etc. It does not matter. I love everyone. I love you. You know, this show is going to be built to be an absolute safe space for anyone who wants to come on. Anyone who wants to listen. And the whole point surrounding all this is that I love you and Hopefully, the people listening in love you as well. Um, You know, this whole thing is a journey about life and what we've been through. Myself, you, other people that will be brought on. I've already recorded some amazing episodes, had some fantastic conversations. I'm really excited to share that with you. But, you know, people will say that history repeats itself. But to me, you know, I think that's really only true because... We as a whole don't stop long enough, or enough people don't stop long enough to listen to the stories that matter the most. So these things just keep happening and happening. Why? Because we're not listening. We're not really listening. You know, like I said before, no matter what topic it is or what something has happened, someone has a story about it that has gone through it. Sometime in history, someone has gone through something. We're just not listening. Okay? So where do we start? You know, this is a lot of topics, there's a lot of fucking shit to get through. And the first few episodes, I'm not going to have any guests or anybody on just yet because I want to build a foundation. I want to start basically breaking everything down to start new so that way myself along with you, we can kind of open up our minds a little bit to listen to these topics and stories and everything else. Um, so the first few episodes, it's just going to be me, uh, talking about a few different things. I don't know how long they're going to be. I haven't really set up, you know, a length for everything or whatnot, but you know, fuck it. Who cares? We're, we're going to have some fun. Um, I'm really excited about it. So wherever you are right now, take a deep breath, relax. If you're driving, don't relax too much, but pour yourself a drink, roll yourself a smoke, sit back. Let me tell you a story. All right. So our first topic is going to be around the concept of walls. The walls that we put up around us to protect ourselves. Okay? So what exactly is the wall? It's, like I said, it's protection. It's usually stems from something that has happened before. Or if we have listened to somebody else before, we put up a wall to protect ourselves. So that way we can prepare for the future Um, from any sort of hurt that might come our way. So that's why we put them up. But where do we get them? Well, this comes from pain or the fear of pain. At some point, something has happened in your life. This could be something happened in your relationship, a romantic relationship, friendships, families, personal, professional, anything really has the potential to become a reason to put up a wall if you think about it. Now, it is easy, it's really, really easy to put up a wall. It's very fast to build it, put it up, make it strong to keep yourself protected. The problem is, it's really, really hard to break them down. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but these walls can really range from the tiniest little thing to big enough to really cover half the world, you know, metaphorically speaking. But... For a simple example, very, very small, simple example, okay? This may not seem like it, but the longer you listen, the more it'll make a little bit of sense, okay? So a little bit about me. I'm pale as hell. I can't tan to save my life, and I've tried. I've heard so many people say, oh, you just need your base burn, Nick. Bullshit. It doesn't matter. I just can't. I can't tan. It's not going to happen at all, okay? So I get burned really badly and quickly, like, where some people be like, oh, I've got a really bad burn. If I'm out there at the same time as you, uh, I'm crispy. Okay? So, again, now this may not seem like in the same top of walls, but hear me out a little bit. Over a lot of painful experiences in my life, I have developed a type of a wall to protect myself from this pain or future pain. And it's also affected a little bit more of my social life. Okay? Let me give you an example. So, back when I was in the Navy, I was on my first deployment, and we had gone into Hawaii, okay? Uh, My wife had flown out and surprised me, and we had a really, really good time. Now, in Hawaii, now, I don't know if it's the same. It probably still is now, but it is illegal to drink alcohol on the beach in Hawaii. Now, what you'll do and what people do is something that's called, like, Floatzilla. It's a huge fucking party, and you have to go a mile offshore. So you're in the water a mile out. It's not illegal anymore to drink. Okay. So we went out there. Uh, we had a couple friends with us and everything. And we had some big floaties. There's boats out there. People are tossing drinks back and forth. It's a great fucking time, right? Well, I applied sunscreen on the beach. I put it on. Okay. And we started swimming out there. Now I've got a big floaty. I'm paddling. If you think about it, Swimming a mile offshore, that takes some time, okay? Now, anybody that has to use sunscreen, everyone knows you have to reapply. Reapply, reapply, reapply. If you really need it, you really need to fucking reapply, okay? Here's the problem. We got out there. It takes a while, and it was a great time. I'm not going to lie. I had a lot, a lot of fun. We met people from all over the world that we're out there vacationing, tossing drinks, jello shots, beers, left and right. Great time. Now I spent most of my time on my stomach on the floaty. Okay. Now don't get ahead of me. I see where you see where I'm going with this. By the time that we got back and we were out there for a while, you know, we get, we're drunk. We're swimming back. Now when I get back, Onto the beach. We had plans to go out later on to like a bar or club or something or whatever. We're going back to the hotel. And by the time I get back to the hotel, if you were to look at me and cut me in half from the side, like you're looking at my side profile of my body, and someone took a sharpie and drew a line down the side of my body, my back half was red as hell. I've had a lot of bad burns in my life, and this ranks up there in probably like the top three. I was burned so bad I could barely move. Barely move. It hurt. It hurt really, really bad. Um, like, as I started to heal from this sunburn, like, putting on like my uniform um, and everything, like, it hurt so bad that the back of my knees, the skin there actually started to split and scab up. It hurt. It was bad. It was bad, bad, bad. Now... All this to say this, okay? In my life of living, getting burned, and everything else, you know, the older that I got, I didn't want to get burned again. And I also really hate putting on sunscreen. It's annoying. And people always say something, oh, Nick, you're so pale, blah, 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 blah. Oh, make sure you got your sunscreen. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Well, there have been a lot of times in my life where I've been invited to go out and do this, or, hey, we're going to the beach, you want to go? And I've turned it down many times, actually, all because I just didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to get burned. You know, I didn't want to, you know, deal with the pain or, hear any, or really hear anybody say anything about it. Um, and I've kind of let that hold me back. Now, again, like I said, these walls can range from anything, like, teeny-tiny, to massive and this is just like a little wall but you can see what i'm saying where we let certain things or experiences from our past you know block us from doing something else okay now it's a small concept or excuse me it's a small example but the same concept applies to every single scenario that involves a wall that we put up okay now there is a difference between good and bad walls okay Not all of them are bad. Some are there to protect us from making that same mistake twice. Like I said before, you could have been going through a relationship, something bad happened, anything with your family, personal, professional. You made a mistake, right? And you don't want to get, you don't want to feel bad about it again, so you put yourself a wall up. It really could be anything. You know, I've been through this personally. And... I want to make a disclaimer with this show. I will make a promise to you that I will always tell the truth. If you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth. I will tell everything about it, everything in the story. I will not lie. I will keep open book and upfront with you. Now, the only thing that I won't do is with specific stories or things in my life. If it's going to openly hurt someone, I'm not going to put their name in it. Or I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna make sure that no one gets hurt because I'm not out here to hurt people. I do want to share my life experiences with you so that way you can get a better sense of what the show is supposed to be and how we really should learn to communicate with other people. Now I ain't telling you to go out and tell your business to everybody, okay? Because I have a big trust issue with a lot of people. I'm not gonna go out there and spill my shit to everybody. But, I mean, other than you know. You listening to this, but I mean, who's really going to listen to all this? Who knows? I mean, it could be nobody, but we'll find out. All right. But that's my promise. My promise to you is I'm going to be upfront. I'm going to tell the truth about everything. Okay. So moving on, though. Okay. I want to give another example of what a good wall could be, because we're not just going to be all negative about everything. Okay. Good example. And this has happened to me, and it's happened to so many people that I know, you know, could have even happened to yourself okay say you're in a serious relationship it may even be that serious let's just say you're in a romantic relationship with somebody and you find out your significant other is cheating on you i've been there it hurts it hurts a lot whether you catch them in the act you see that on the phone or whatever the case may be okay that's huge okay that's fucking big whether or not you stay with that person You move on, you do some time to yourself, or maybe you find someone else. There's a time period of when you put up a wall to protect yourself from that happening again. Because no one wants that to happen. No one wakes up and is like, you know what? I really hope someone breaks my damn heart today. It sounds like a good time. I'm bored. I ain't got nothing going on. No one really wants that. It hurts. It sucks. Like, I don't know any scenario where someone got cheated on and they're just like, well, thank God, I feel swell. No, fuck that shit. It's horrible. Okay, so what do we do? We put up that wall to protect ourselves. And again, like I said, in the future from that ever happening again, except what we do or what you should do anyways to make sure that this doesn't become something bad is when you build your wall up, you know, make sure you put in a gate. And standing next to that gate is you have security standing there. So that way, if someone in the future does come that way, you can still keep your wall up a little bit. Because you don't want to be hurt again. I don't want you to be hurt again. And it's tough to get over. But if you have a little bit of that window there, or excuse me, that gate, and that you know metaphorical security, you can kind of screen someone before you can fully let them in. But you do want to at least have the ability to do that and not just have it blocked off. So that's good. Like I said, not all walls have to be something that keep us blocked in. It could be something that really protects us for real and saves our life. You know, like it can't, it is not always just a bad thing. So eventually the hope is when you do that, is that that specific wall that you have put up can go away because you won't need it anymore. That's the hope anyways. If we do it right, we take the right steps, we're careful about it, we're not just putting something up and shutting everybody out, it really can be a good thing and can go away over time. So, unfortunately though, a lot of the time, a good wall turns into a bad one really, really quick. You know, either we build it too thick, we build it too tall so we can't see around it, you know, Like I said, it's too thick, so that way someone can't break through because you didn't build your wall with a gate or security to screen people through. You put it up. You built it to stay, and you don't see it coming down anytime soon. Well, what happens then? The wall that you built to protect yourself stays up for years, and that becomes your home, and that becomes your personality. It becomes your normal, everyday life. You know, we expect everyone that comes through our path for that specific reason why we put it up that has the, that person who comes through your path, oh, well, everyone has the potential to get too close to us and could possibly hurt us. Even though if that person could be there to make you happy, like there's always going to be that doubt. There's always going to be that protection up for yourself. Well, you know what? Everyone's bad at some point, or this happens to everyone. I can't do it. So we turn people away. We steer clear of them. You know, we don't allow them past our wall. We built it too strong. And we cling on to that wall. That's our safety net. You know, that's that's what keeps us together. Well, unfortunately, the more that you go through that, that's when depression comes in. It, it doesn't come out depression seeps through that wall like nothing. can't protect yourself from that. The longer you keep that up, the more it's going to come in and it doesn't it doesn't come out at all okay So it affects our life and I know you're probably thinking of specific times that this has come up for you or specific things or maybe you're having a little bit trouble with a concept of like, okay, I think I see what you're saying, but like, what do you mean? All right, well, let me give you another example. Let me tell you a story, okay? This is also my first deployment, but this involves a little bit of coming home. So I've built up a lot of walls in my personal life, and some I still have uh, over the past multiple years. Like, so this is stuff that I'm actively dealing with as well. So, you know, I've put these up and the hope is someday I'll be able to tear them down. Like we said before, that is the hope, you know, I I'm trying to keep my mind open about that. And in my past life, you know, I was a bunch of different things, anything from like a minister I did. I was a butcher for a while. I did a lot of different things. <laughs> we'll go over all that. It's I've like I said, I've lived a pretty full life with a lot of things leading up to 30. Um, And one of the big things that I did in my life was I was in the Navy, okay? Now, shortly before I was in the Navy, like I said, I was in ministry, which deals a lot with other people's beliefs and feelings, and the job is there to make sure that you're caring for others' hearts and their minds and things like that, okay? So I was very much more in tune with all this going in. And that's the person that I was. I was a very optimistic person. I was a very happy person. Anybody that knew me kind of knew that as well. And I was there to help you if you needed it. But that's another story for another time. Okay. So I joined the Navy and I went to boot camp. Now, no matter what branch of service you're in, we can argue back and forth and shit talk each other. Who's best which we do. But every boot camp is the same thing. Okay. It's, It's meant to break you down, destroy what you were before so that way, they can build you up to be whatever they need you to be for whatever job you signed up for. Okay. Now, from the very beginning, you get in, they're in your face, yelling at you, giving you orders. It's not out of hate, like, well, mostly, but it's just the process to turn people into what is needed. Now, the job that I did, and a lot of other people, you know, dealt with high stress situations, and I got really, really good at a lot of things, but I got really good at one thing, which was turning off my emotions to handle a situation temporarily. You know, this was my definition of putting up a good wall temporarily that I could take down, you know, it was just a small little thing. I could easily turn on, get the job done, no matter what the scenario was, no matter what I needed to do and what was going on and turn it off. Okay. Okay. I got really good at that. Now, shortly before I went on my first deployment, my wife and I actually met in the Navy. She was also in the Navy. We were stationed down in San Diego. Um, we were in the same base, and we met there. I immediately fell in love with her, and you know that's where all of that started. And we had a lot of really good times together that I cherish, but we also had a lot of really not great times. And the more that we go through this and the more I share stories over, you know, the time of doing the show, you'll see that you'll see a lot of the good times I had, but you'll start to understand what I mean. And a lot of other service members that don't really like to talk about stuff, you know, because it's not all good. And that doesn't always mean like, oh, hey, they killed somebody. It could be a lot of different things. Okay. Now we met and we fell in love and about six months later, we actually got married Okay, and we were heading over to our different duty stations. We were stationed about three hours apart in Washington State. I was in Bremerton, and she was up on Whidbey Island, which is roughly about three hours apart. So, uh, she had a house up there um, that was our house, but I was gone all the time, and I was going to be gone all the time. So we had it up there. So, I was getting ready to go on a. It was like six or seven month long deployment. And this was my first time really being away. Um, You'll hear, especially Navy people, to say, oh, I'm going underway or something like that, which could literally mean anything from like a week to like a couple months. That's going underway. It's like a shorter period than an actual deployment. My first time going out to sea was deployment, okay? My ship had literally just left and I was going to have to fly out there to meet them in the middle of the ocean. So I'm getting ready to do this. I'm days away from flying out to my ship that I haven't been before to meet everybody, to start of the mission and everything. And my wife had a miscarriage. And we'll talk about this a little bit more in more episodes. And I really wish that people talked about it more. And it is becoming more and more like prevalent in today where people talk about miscarriages because it's very normal. It happens all the time. But people don't talk about it enough. And even if we talk about it a lot, it's damaging. You know, it, it can hurt if you're trying for a child or, or anything else. Going through a miscarriage is not just some easy, simple little thing the first time you do it. At least from my perspective, from how I saw it. Now, obviously, I'm not a woman. You know, I can't speak for women. But from what I've heard from my own wife, from other women that have gone through it, it's tough. It's really fucking tough. So this is literally just a couple days before I'm getting ready to go out to sea. And anybody that's been in the service of some sort or whatever has either heard it told to themselves or to somebody else, which is the iconic thing, which is if the insert your branch here, which would be the Navy, if the Navy wanted you to have a family, they would have issued one to you. Guess what, people? The military doesn't give a fuck about you. Okay? They really don't. Like, they try to push it out there and you go through boot camp and like all this equality and everything. No. Nah, like, they don't care about you. You're there to take care of the mission, to do what needs to be done, and that's it. Fuck you. Fuck your family. Okay? So I still had to go. Like, I had to leave. My wife, who. Was you know Having to deal with this now alone Because there was no choice I had to go And So that was how my first deployment started Let alone like it's hard enough Having to go on deployment At any point in time But now you're literally leaving At in like a middle Point of pain And I had to go And it was horrible I hated it Absolutely hated it And You know, this is just one of the first of the many shit situations that happened during this time, which is for another episode. But going through deployment over all those months, like, I not only had to put up a wall to deal with multiple situations, let alone stuff happening at home, but dealing with what was going on. Like, I built a whole fucking bomb shelter, basically. Now, here's the thing about walls, though. They don't just keep others out. Over time, they keep you in. They don't let you out. Now, that skill that I told you before that I had learned that helped me get past the hard, stressful situations, you know, the things I needed to do, things I had to deal with, well, unfortunately, that was no longer a skill. By the time I got back, that was a character trait. That was me. The problem was I didn't know it. I didn't realize what was going on. You know, I came back. I talked differently because I had just spent, you know, seven months talking to other sailors who are stuck in the middle of a fucking ship, and, you know, you start talking differently. Anybody's in the service, you can shit talk any of them, and they're your best friends, and then someone else hears you. You're just like, God damn. No, that's just how we talk. But the problem was I came back, Completely different person. Now, I wasn't like a hateful person or anything. Um, I wasn't not loving or anything. The problem, I just didn't know it. And she didn't recognize my wife. She didn't recognize who came back. I wasn't that same person that she knew and loved because when we met, I was very romantic. You know, I was very loving. I was very much more in tune with my emotions. We, you know, we connected almost immediately. You know, so, and it was very different coming back because I, my coping mechanisms just, it wasn't the best thing for me. And I didn't have a thing to bring me back. So, it's not that I didn't love her, okay? I did with all my heart and I still do. But I just, again, I didn't know what was going on. And in turn, we started to fight, you know, and everybody says, Oh, you know, in marriages, you fight. Yes, but you don't have to, you don't always have to. And the communication wasn't there. You know, I didn't understand why she was beginning upset with me about something. I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm doing this. What's the problem? I don't get it. I really didn't get it. Like I was dumb as hell. I just didn't get it. And you know, I wasn't again, I wasn't hateful to her or anything. Like there were there's still love between us during that time and everything, but a few months of this had gone by and she told me that she needed space. You know, I wasn't the same person. Not that she didn't love me, but she needed space. And I didn't understand. Like I didn't get it, I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't take it well. Like she even though she tried to spell it out to me multiple times of what she wanted and what she needed. It just didn't click because everything she's saying couldn't penetrate that wall. Couldn't come through it, Like it just, people say it goes through one ear and out the other. It didn't even reach my ears, you know? And I couldn't break out of the shelter that I had built because I didn't want to. This is what kept me safe. It got me through deployment and brought me home. That's who I was, and that's what I wanted. So our relationship wasn't bad, um, but it wasn't enough to sustain happiness that every relationship needs, no matter what's going. You know, your background and walk of life. There's a certain level of happiness that needs to happen to be successful. Okay, so we were separated for a few months, and it was rough. It was hard. I'd come back every once in a while you know, when I had the chance to um, on the weekend, if I was able to, but it just, it wasn't the same. There was a disconnect. And over time, you know, we did get back together. I was lucky enough that she, you know, did give me another chance. And I, I did try for a while to see what was going on. But those walls really kept me in for a really long time. And, you know, I still deal with a lot of this stuff today, like not nearly as close as bad as it used to be. You know, I've broken down a lot of those, um, walls that I had put up, but I do, I still deal with having to face certain emotions, having to deal with certain things a certain way, which is okay, which is what we need to do. But, you know, breaking down a wall sometimes can take years and it has, but There is more to that story, okay? But again, that's for another time for a different topic. But the whole point is that something that you put up to save your life at one point in time is something that can actually be killing you at another time and destroying what you have. You know, it's it can be really difficult. Even when people are telling you, hey, dude, what's going on, or hey, maybe you should talk to somebody, or it could be a fight with anybody. It doesn't just have to be a relationship. This could be with anybody who knows you, and maybe you just don't understand, or you don't give a fuck enough to want to do anything. These things that we put up to protect ourselves get smaller and smaller around us, so that way we can't even move, okay? Now, there are things that we can do. If you find yourself right now staring at a wall that you put up, maybe that wall's been there for a long time. It's got moss growing on it. It's tall. It's thick. You know, maybe you're depressed. Maybe something's going on. Who fucking knows? It could be anything, okay? Maybe this is a chance for you to start something different, okay? a little bit so the next thing that I'm gonna this is my recommendation for this because this is what I've done and I am a huge advocate about this is therapy absolutely love therapy I didn't and for the longest time I thought therapy was just like no I don't need it like I can take care of my own situations you know I'm an intellectual person like I can think my way out of things And that may be true in certain aspects of, like, hey, there's a scenario I got to get myself out of, or something like that. Yeah, I can take care of myself, but it's the aftercare. You know, it's the real inner care that I didn't know what to do with, but I thought I did. So it didn't fucking matter. Therapy is fantastic. It can be. Unfortunately, you know, I've heard a lot of stories where people don't have a good experience with therapy and they stop and they never go back again. Like, finding the right therapist takes time. It can anyways. It can take a lot of time and it can be really discouraging, you know? Like, you you get to a point where you're asking for help and you want help. And the first time you go to therapy, you have a really bad experience. Well, shit. I mean, I'm not going to want to fucking go back and it's difficult but my recommendation really is is if you haven't gone or you have and had a bad experience either go or go again a whole episode really will be dedicated to therapy but seriously go to fucking therapy it's fantastic even if you don't think you need it you do okay i had a really good conversation with somebody recently about this but and everyone has different viewpoints and that's okay If you don't want to go to therapy, maybe start with a really good outlet, like something that is healthy for you, not just like doing something, but something that's actually going to be healthy for you to help you process what's going on, okay? But here's how I talk about therapy when someone just is like, hey, I don't fucking need it. All right, I understand. Everyone or almost everyone owns a car, a bike, any sort of mechanical transportation, Something like that, right? So, even though you can have a really nice car, you could either have a really shitty car, okay car, really super nice car, it doesn't matter. Every single car needs the same thing. Maintenance over time. Some need a little bit more than others. But, they all need maintenance of some sort. You know, you need to put air in your tires. You need to change the fluids. You need to change your oil. Okay. Everything could look fine on the outside, and maybe it runs just fine. But it's always good to do the maintenance to keep it at that peak performance, okay? So the whole point is, even if you are someone who could genuinely be happy, you know, could be doing pretty good in life, it's always a good idea to check in on yourself. Make sure that your levels are good. You know, make sure that there's nothing going on that needs, like, Dire attention. Keep yourself in peak condition. So really don't miss your chance. You know, we only get so many before that wall becomes who we are. And we build a house out of it. Okay. So that's my recommendation for you for that. Really just give therapy a thought. But so what do we do now? Okay. Other than therapy, of course, which is a really big step for a lot of people. So what do you do? If you're at a point where you want change, you know, you have to communicate that. Not everybody's going to know, you know, not your spouse, not your best friends, your family, coworkers. Not everybody's going to know. This is why we see so many people die of suicide or substance abuse or things like that. And this is something very near and dear to me. Actually, today I had found out that a good friend of mine from high school who had some substance issues, who was trying to recover, but they died. And if I understood it correctly, it was from a suicide. You know, and it's, we all know someone who's done this and it's getting more and more common as, as the years go on where people are too stressed or people just can't take it anymore and they end it, which is all to say, ask for help. Ask for some fucking help. Seriously, if you are going through something, ask for help. That's, that's the number one thing. It's either ask for help or someone's going to say, hey, are you okay? Do you need some help? Don't shy it away. There is no shame or anything wrong with getting help. I've done it. I had to basically nut up and Ask for help. I was out of options. I asked for help and I'm really glad that I did. And it can be terrifying. It can be absolutely terrifying. Some people like maybe don't understand. You're like, dude, just go to therapy or like, hey, I'm here for you. Maybe they don't understand how terrifying it is for you to ask for help. Maybe you've been doing this alone for your whole life. Ask for help. It's okay. You can ask me for help. Shit, I don't care. Send me a DM. I'll, I'll figure it out. If not, I'll get you someone who can. Take a step in chipping away at that wall, you know? And again, like I said before, if someone offers you help, say you got a really good friend who knows you really well, a spouse, significant other who knows you really well, anybody, you know? And they reach that they reach out to you and be like, hey, What's going on? Like, I can tell that there's things, something's not right. You know, what's going on? So many of us do the same thing. Oh, I'm, I'm just tired or like, hey, I'm just a little stressed. But, you know, or we make a joke out it, be like, I'm depressed, but so is everybody else. Well, don't shy that away. If you're really hurting, maybe it's not the right setting, you know, and you're in the middle of work or you're like in the middle of hanging out with people having a good time. It's okay to postpone it temporarily but not permanently okay so in that scenario where it's just like maybe not the best time to talk about it but someone asked you anyways because sometimes people have the worst timing in the world but they're like hey are you okay there's something going on honestly you could be a little bit honest and be like hey I'm actually not okay I'm going through a lot um, but can we talk about it later don't Push people away who are willing to help you. Just don't do it because you may not get someone else. You know, depending on your social life, depending on what you're going through, if someone offers help, you know, it could be for a reason. And that person could maybe help you chip away at that wall that you put up. What if you're too afraid? What if you're too afraid to ask for help? What if you're too afraid to accept that help? Which is very common, which was me. What if that wall has been your home for so long and inside you feel safe? What if the things that want to hurt you are right outside that wall? What if, what if, what if, what if? I uh, One of my very famous sayings that I learned from Growing up, my best friend, uh, his mom was from Texas. I love her to death, and if she's listening, she she knows exactly um, what this is. But she would say, "If if some butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas." You know, it's a it. A lot of people are like that doesn't make sense. I'm like, yes, it does. But the whole point is, don't let the what ifs, you know, ruin everything. Okay, take some time. You know reflect on what you want, build yourself a little bit of a ladder. Okay. And do yourself a favor. If you don't think you can break this wall or chip away at it, do me and do yourself a favor, climb to the top and just take a peek, you know, take a look over your wall and see what's out there. See what's on the other side. You know, you don't have to bust through it you don't have to jump on the other side and just be like, all right, here I am. Take a look. Cause you might be surprised with what you see. There could be something out there. That's pretty great for you. Don't let the defenses that you put up, keep you from what you want and what you need. Okay. You can put it up. You can bring it down too. bringing it down is pretty tough, but you can do it. Now, What comes next after that is being vulnerable. Okay. But that's for next time. Now, in conclusion, because that's a lot of heavy shit that we just went through. And not all episodes are going to be like this. I already have a lot that are planned that are really, really fun coming up. But the first few are going to be a little bit more serious and being real about talking all this. Because I want us to kind of shrug off some of these things to kind of really just build up what we need. Okay, so I want to thank you so much for joining me for episode one. I'm really excited about all of this. It's been a two-year process of me picking it up, putting it down, picking up, putting it down, because life got in the way, and I let it get in the way, and I put it down and picked it back up. But I've picked it up again, and I'm excited about it, and we'll talk more about that as time goes on. Um make sure you take a look at the Instagram. Um, the Instagram is blowing underscore smoke cast. And if you ever have an idea of something you want to hear about or talk about, or want to hear some stories about, send me a DM. I'm more than happy to talk to you. And you know, if you have a really good story, I might ask you to come on. Like this show is for everyone. Um, And, you know, I can't thank you enough for really coming in and giving this a listen. Like I said, there's a lot of different shows out there. And this one is special to me because, well, it's mine. And I hope it becomes special to you. So, if you like what you heard, stick around. uh, Because we haven't really even begun to dig into the deep shit yet. Like, this is just the beginning. And we're going to have a lot of fun. I've got a lot of crazy stuff uh, planned for all this. And... Uh, my hope is keep an open mind to adjust and change the show as we go on. But share this with somebody. If you like this first episode um, and you think somebody else might want to hear it, uh, be like, hey, I know this dude. Like, he seems pretty cool. You should listen. I think I'm okay. Why not? Um. <laughs> so um, I'm going to do a random recommendation every episode. The therapy was not my recommendation. That's just part of the topic. But this is going to be random. It literally could be the silliest thing or whatever. But for this first one, just to kind of go with the theme a bit, uh, my recommendation, my random recommendation, is going to be meditation. Um, this really doesn't have to be a super deep thing where you have to sit on top of a mountain peak and sit there for days until your spirit animal comes And takes you on a spirit walk. Now, if you want to do that, go for it. Because that sounds dope as shit. But I meditate daily for 10 minutes. That's it. I usually do it in the morning. And I do a guided meditation. I have like an app um, that does a guided meditation. And I love it. It's 10 minutes. And it just helps me focus. Bring my stress down just a little bit. And just kind of help me get ready for the day. You know, I sit in my room at the foot of my bed. I put in my headphones in, you know, they're noise canceling. So I turn that on so I can't be distracted because I am super ADHD for real. And anybody else who's ADHD knows that distractions are killer when you're trying to focus for us. Focus is hard enough as it is, but I like to do that. It's 10 minutes, center myself and get myself ready for the day. It's great. I Highly recommend it. You know, focus on yourself a little bit and your goals just for that day. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the next day. If you do it in the evening, then, yeah, I would say think about stuff for tomorrow. But just try it. Give it a whirl. You know, I have a problem with doing it just quietly because my mind wanders. But I do like to guide it a little bit because it helps me bring my focus back um, here and there. Okay, so in ending, just going back to it, if you're feeling brave, take a look over your wall and then I want you to tell me what you see. I'm going to make a post right after this episode drops regarding this. And if you're feeling a little bit brave after you listen to this, you don't have to. You can share as much or as little as you want to. Tell me what you saw over that wall, okay? So... Stick around for these next however many episodes and how long I do this. And if you like it, keep listening because I'll share a story with you. A big thank you for the Blowing Smoke theme song, which was written and performed by a good friend, Zandretti.